mind, body, nutrition, the Triple Play Podcast. Because everybody's an athlete in this game of life. Get off the sidelines. Time to get in the game. Mele Kaliki Maka. This is Dr. Mike, Triple Play Doc, coming with you another podcast. Holy moly, it's going to be Christmas next week, I think. Yeah, I'm looking at my calendar right now. Christmas is coming up next week. Hopefully, you guys got all of your shopping done and you're going to spend time with your friends and family. We actually, we say my band, we released our Christmas album on CD this year. We actually got CDs printed for those of you who know what CDs are.、Um, if you don't, then we're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music,、uh, Amazon Music, all that kind of stuff. Check us out, Acoustic Soul. Uh, the album is, is entitled Another Christmas by the Sea. Last year, when we released it only on digital, the proceeds from all the streaming revenue, and if you bought it on iTunes, went to the American Heart Association.、Um, and this year, we're going actually, all of our albums, we take the proceeds of that and we donate that to some charity. And so we're deciding what to do this year. I think we're leaning towards Meals on Wheels for this year.、Um, so go check it out and support that. And We're coming, with you, coming at you with another podcast today、uh, about dry eyes. And we're going to be talking with Dr. Travis Ziegler. Dr. Ziegler graduated in 2010 from the Ohio State University College of Optometry, magna cum laude, honors. He's the founder of I Love, whose mission is to heal a million dry eye sufferers naturally. Dr. Travis and his wife, Dr. Jenna Ziegler, they use the profits from I Love to fund free and low cost clinics in Jamaica. And in the United States. They also started a charity called I Love Cares Foundation, which provides exams, glasses, sunglasses for those in need, free education, and scholarships for students that align with their mission. Previously, Dr. Travis and Dr. Jenna owned two optometry practices, which they sold in 2017 to focus on their online efforts. And Dr. Travis enjoyed reading to his son Jude, traveling to Jamaica, and playing the ukulele, hey, just like me, while he drinks his morning coffee. So, Dive right into this podcast. There's a lot that we cover, and hopefully, you get something out of it. So, here we go. Everybody, welcome back to the Triple Play Performance Podcast. This is Dr. Mike, and today we got Dr. Travis Ziegler on the show. Dr. Travis, welcome to the show. You're an optometrist, right? Correct. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Mike. Yeah. <laughs>、um, you know, one of my One of my best friends is an optometrist, and we went to Pacific University in Forest Grove, Oregon, which, you know,、Beautiful、our school, school. Was, yeah, it was, it was all about optometry. And, you know, I got to be the guinea pig for, for him when he was in optometry school. Oh, man. And such a fascinating profession. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the profession, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So, Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do like everybody else when you're 18 years old. And I just jumped into college at Ohio State. And I was just kind of, I didn't know what major I wanted to be and didn't know what I wanted to do. But my parents were just like, well, why don't you consider optometry? My uncle was an optometrist in Columbus, Ohio, where Ohio State is. And so I started working for him as well as going to undergrad in school at Ohio State and just fell in love with the lifestyle, with his lifestyle, with how relaxed the practice was. And just the whole, like, just it was, it was great. And so I, I was going to do OBGYN or optometry. And I looked at the schooling, OBGYN, I'd be out probably by now. Yeah. I'm 36 years old. So 
Um, I've been out of school for 11 years now, and I probably would have just got out if I was OBGYN. So oh, that's why man. I went into optometry instead. And, you know, it's four years and you're done. And I loved it. I got in early. So I ended up going after three years of undergrad. So I did my whole training, so to say, undergrad and grad school in seven years total, which is great because I was out of school pretty quickly and I was out by the age of 25. So 24. So it was, it was pretty great. So that's why I jumped into it. Um, and then just fell in love with it. Mm. So yeah, you kind of, you and I kind of have the, almost the same story. My friend told me when I was looking down that route, he said, you know what, if you go and, you know, you, cause I wanted to be a, um, a electrocardiologist and he said, 14 years, man, like 14, 15 <laughs> years. And, um, then you can get out and do all the stuff. So yeah. And I had a, a, a change of course there too. Um, but you know, one of the things that people don't really think about, right? Everybody thinks about the rest of their health, but they don't really think about their eye health, right? They, they, they kind of neglect that. They take all the supplements for their cholesterol. They take all the supplements, you know, they do their diets and all that kind of stuff for weight loss, but they, they neglect the health, um, you know, and because, because my friend's an optometrist, uh, that's one of the things that, you know, we started to look at initially was how can you see different things through the eyes, that tells us about the health, kind of like, you know, when I talk to dentists, you know, we can see their state of their health through their, their, you know, their oral cavity. Um, what is it about the eye? Like, what are some of the things that, that you look for as an optometrist that kind of gives you a tip that, hey, maybe it's something deeper than just, hey, I can't see well. You just opened up a huge rabbit hole. So I'm going <laughs> to try to maintain yeah, my exactly. thoughts because- I was going to go one direction or another yeah. and you kept going. So I was like, okay, I could go this way and this way. So if you ever have a question with anything I'm going over, please stop me. Absolutely. Yeah. Just kind of pull me back and reel me back in or ask me any questions that come along the way. So my favorite patient and is always the one that comes to me out of the office and says, I've never had my eyes examined and it's been 40 years. I see perfectly. Mm. You are the patient that you need to be seen. Because what happens is on an eye exam, yes, we're checking for glasses. That's like my least favorite part of an eye exam. If I ever start practicing <laughs> yeah. again, I stopped practicing about three years ago. If I ever start practicing again, I will not do glasses in my clinic mm. just because it wasn't fun, a fun part for me. I didn't like checking for glasses and contacts. Yes, it's great giving people vision, yeah. but the disease part's what I liked more. And so when you come in for an eye exam and we give you those dreaded dilation drops, oh gosh! the reason yeah. we give you those dilation drops <laughs> is because what it does is it opens up the pupil of your eye. The pupil is black mm. because it is an opening. It's a hole. And so when we open up that hole to your eye, we can see through the pupil into the back of the eye where all the, the blood vessels are. So your eye has an enormous amount of blood vessels. It has pigment. It has everything. And so when we look into the back, we can see diabetes, high blood pressure, glaucoma, which is a, a visual condition that will cause blindness slowly over time. But the problem with glaucoma is it starts out here and it closes in. And by the time you notice any problems, it's too late and you can't reverse it. So we can detect that early. Macular degeneration is a degeneration of the macula of your eye. That's your central vision. And that can start to degrade and we can make some changes to your lifestyle, to your nutrition, to your supplements to prevent that from getting worse. And we can detect that at early stages before it becomes permanent. 
So those are two simple conditions, not simple conditions, but two simple things that we can see in the back of the eye that you should have your eye exam from an eye standpoint and from a systemic standpoint. Mm. But also we have you do a visual field test. That's a test where you're usually sitting in a cone type yeah, device yeah. and you're pressing a button. And with a visual field, that essentially, it tracks everything from your eye back to the back of your brain because your occipital lobe, which is in the back of your brain, is what's responsible for vision. And then it has nerves that go all the way up to the eye. So if anything's going wrong with your brain, such as a brain tumor, an aneurysm, a brain lesion of some kind, it can be detected on that visual field. My last year in practice in South Carolina, I sent four people out for suspected brain tumors mm. that all came back positive. And you know what they all came back to me and said? I saved their life mm. because we caught it so early that it was, it was eliminated, it was benign, and it didn't become malignant, it didn't start to spread or anything like that. So it was, an eye exam isn't just about glasses. Yeah, It's about making sure that you're just overall healthy and just detecting things that you wouldn't notice until they're too late. So that's the biggest reason to get an eye exam. It's not just to get glasses. It's more to check the overall health. And I always treat, when we, we focus on dry eye now and we focus online. And we treat dry eye as a symptom to an overall systemic inflammation because our body is connected and our eyes are the most vasculature surface of the body, one of them. And so if yeah. anything's going wrong with your body, it will show up in the eye, mm -hmm. most likely cholesterol as well. So there's so many things we can see in the eye. And so I, I feel like I did a good job of maintaining my composure there and not going off too many rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand because there, there's so much there and, and you, you hit it right on the head where a lot of people think you go to an optometrist just to get contacts, just to get um, reading glasses or, you know, um, bifocals. And there's so much more to that. And, and that's uh, what you just said is a common thing I hear from a lot of optometrists where they get kind of bored with just the, hey, okay, which one is better? One or two, which one is better? One or two. Okay. And then, you, you know, you fill out a prescription, go, okay, go get your glasses. Um, they, they like to dig more deep into, you know, procedural things where, you know, you're finding things like glaucoma and, you know, macular degeneration, um, dry eye, like you were talking about. And you and you, you alluded to the, the aspect of, okay, there's a link towards it being inflammation-based. Now, when, when people think about dry eye, they automatically will go towards eye drops, right? They're like, okay, I got dry eye. I'm going to go get some Visine and then call it a day. Do you think that that's a correct way to go or should they be addressing something deeper? Because because you said that there's an inflammation component. So I have, an, I have a blog post on my blog called Stop Using Visine. Ah, Do this instead. Love it. And so the reason that I, I wrote that blog post, and I actually have another one called Stop Using Eye Drops, period. Mm. And the reason I wrote those is because eye drops cover up a bigger problem. It's like having eczema. A lot of people have eczema or dry yeah. skin and you're putting lotion on it. Lotion is just going to cover up the problem. It's not going to solve the underlying issue. And then if the eczema gets bad enough, we then put a steroid on it, a corticosteroid mm. or something like mm -hmm. that, cortisone. And you're just covering up a systemic inflammation in the body that's showing up on your skin. The same thing is with your eyes. If you have dry eye, it's most likely inflammation of your whole body. And then it specifically shows up in the eyelids 
And in the eyelids, we have what are called meibomian glands. Mm -hmm. And meibomian glands, we have about 31 on top, 31 on bottom, approximate number. But these, these meibomian glands secrete oil onto the eye. That oil is responsible for lubricating the eye and making it comfortable. So what happens when our body's inflamed, our eyelids get inflamed, our meibomian glands or oil glands get inflamed, they stop functioning properly. They either produce hardened oil because our diet sucks, mm. or they just stop working and they atrophy and die. Mm, wow. And so once those are dead, they're gone forever too. So the oil that's supposed to be lubricating our eye is reduced, going away, or gone completely. So therefore, and we're just putting eye drops on it. But if you go back and take a step back and address the inflammation from what you talk about on this channel, healthy diet, decreasing stress, getting better sleep, stop eating foods that aren't organic, mm. stop eating foods that aren't produce and whole foods. Once you start doing that, you'll decrease the inflammation of your body, which will decrease the inflammation of your eyelids, which will then get the oil producing better. And the dry eye will go away on its own just by using what your body naturally has. And so is it hard? Yes. Is it simple? Yes. It's very simple, mm. but it's hard to execute. And so, but you got to stick with it. And we always encourage our, our patients online to just 90% of the time control what you're eating. And then 10% of the time, go have fun. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're in an extreme dry eye state or extreme inflamed state, then move it to 95%, very strict, 5% fun. And then as you get healthier, you can open that up a little bit. I still have fun. I'm a vegetarian. I'm actually mostly a vegan. I eat eggs and that's about it, but I don't eat any cheese dairy, wheat or gluten, and barely any meat. But I live in Texas and Texas has amazing barbecue. Yeah, so you, can, you, yeah, and you better too. believe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's my 10%. That and I like to have a beer occasionally or a glass of wine or something like that. So I'm strict 90% of my week so I can have fun the other 10%. But what that does for me is my eczema is gone. My arthritis is gone. I'm 36 years old and I had eczema and arthritis mm. severely bad where I couldn't even lift weights anymore because my arthritis was so bad. I had to stop running because my knee arthritis was so bad. And then my lower back prevented me from playing any sports because of inflammation. Now, here's the funny thing about that is I've pretty much solved all those problems, but my lower back and I couldn't figure out my lower back. And so I, I've worked with a functional medicine doctor for years, but this one functional medicine doctor was just like, I think we need to do one more tweak to really heal your gut. Your gut's almost there, but we need to do one more tweak. And you talk about gut a lot on your show. Yeah. And this one little tweak, I've been on it for two months. It's a supplement for your gut. And after two months, my back pain is completely gone. And it had nothing to do. I, I see a chiropractor too, and I go to acupuncture, but I've been doing that for years. Mm. And this like one little change to gut health resolved my back pain, yeah. which shows you the effect of inflammation on the body. So there was a little bit of a, a rant rabbit hole right there, but um, it kind of gets the point across of why I hate Visine. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I tell, you know, being in practice for the last 16, 17 years, seeing tons and tons of people with back pain. Um, a lot of times, you know, if I ask them, how did it happen? You know, if there wasn't some type of traumatic issue or there, you know, there's no severe, gross postural distortion. You know, we're always looking at the gut. You know, we're always looking at something there because of how it can refer pain and how it can affect the lymphatics surrounding the entire low back area. And, and people don't think about that. You know, just like 
there there are things where um, people may think that okay, my vision is um, my vision is perfectly fine, but I'm getting all these other things, and then uh, you know I'll ask them simple questions about you know the visual acuity. You know, you know, we'll do a convergence test, just simple things, and we'll look at how their eye tracks, and then you know, we'll send them to go get a you know just a basic eye exam, and they'll come back, and their visual acuity is terrible, which is affecting other things like their balance. You know, I see a lot of athletes, and you know, if they can't see properly, then you know, it's, uh, you know, it affects the vestibular system, you know, their ability to balance and all that stuff. Um, you know, one of the things that it, when when my when my friend was going through optometry school, this was the era of uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, um, you know, in, in baseball, and they were utilizing outside of the steroids. I know everybody's thinking the steroid stuff, but they were utilizing um, special contact lenses so that they could actually uh, create that contrast on, on the on the um, ball, um, and and it really helped them to perform better. And I see that with a lot of patients where if they go get their, their eyes corrected, whether it's visual acuity, whether it's you know dry eyes and all that kind of stuff, and all of a sudden their body responds better. Um, why do you think that, why do you find that that is? Yeah, it's, so with the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, those were the Nike Max Vision yes, contacts. I yeah. remember those. Yeah. They're amazing. And they made you look like a demon, but <laughs> uh, kind of scared the competitors <laughs> yeah. as well. But that worked it's all about contrast. Mm -hmm. So that worked because they're trying to hit a white ball and the background is black or green. And so it enhances that contrast. And same with like a football field, brown ball on a green field or in the sky. And so it just enhanced that contrast. And that's what helped out with that. But visual acuity is everything. Yeah. To be able to see sharp and especially for your eyes to be able to see the same sharpness, mm -hmm. it brings that together, brings the images together in a sharp manner which then brings you depth perception mm. because when your yeah. eyes are working together in sync with the same vision, since your eyes are apart, that's what brings that depth. If you think about new cameras, I've got my Google camera right here. It's got three lenses on it. Mm. The newest iPhones have three lenses on it. What they're doing with that is they're enhancing the optics of pictures with your, your phone because it creates depth because you're getting the same picture from three different angles or two different angles in our case. And so creating that depth makes it easier to catch a ball. It makes it easier to hit a ball. Mm. It makes it easier for sports. And it's all about depth perception. That's one advantage we have as humans is that our eyes both face forward. Now, conversely, a bunny rabbit. A bunny rabbit, you can never sneak up on a bunny. And the reason is, is because their eyes face completely out. So they have a 360 degree field around them which is protection because they have predators. And so when somebody comes after them, they can see them coming from any different, any angle that you try to hit them from. And so they do not have depth perception. So you throw a ball at a bunny rabbit, they're not going to be able to catch it. Well, other than the dexterity issues, but <laughs> yeah. that depth issue is harder. So what I want your listeners to do at home is just try this. This is, this is a fun exercise. Mm -hmm. Actually have somebody that lives with you, or even just do it by yourself, have them hold out a pencil in front of you and then have both eyes open and grab the pencil. Mm. Then close your eyes and open just one eye and then have them move the pencil and then go try to grab it again. 
see how difficult that is. Yeah. And the reason it's difficult is because you lose the depth of perception when you're one eyed, you're in this monocular field where you have to use different cues for yeah. depth. And so when I'm doing this, I, for those that are just listening, I just have one eye covered and my world is flat now. It's not in three dimensions. And so then when you have that visual acuity problem, your one eye could be 2040, your other eye could be 2020. So one eye seen blurry, the other eye seen sharp. And so they can't bring those cues together as well. So mm. an example of something, I, I worked at an office by Ohio State's campus. Ohio State is a powerhouse tennis school. They've like won the national title. Yeah, like they are. The last 20 years, yeah. they went undefeated for like, I think it was like six years in a row. It was, it was absurd how long they went undefeated for. And there's one of the players there and he was a freshman and he just came in and he's like, I've lost my first two matches. I just feel like there's something off. So they told me to come get an eye exam. And, you know, he was only 2050, which isn't terrible. You can drive legally with 2050 vision, but everything's just a little fuzzy. So we fit him with contact lenses and he went back out and he went on this massive undefeated streak. And he's like, this is amazing. I can see better. Mm. I'm playing better. And then three years later, we saw him every year. Three years later, he went pro and he's like, I'm on this, I, I'm on a losing streak again. And uh -oh. his vision had progressed to 2050 again. We popped in new contact lenses and he went on another win streak. So it's the power of just being able to see extremely sharp. And on top of that, there's sports vision therapy yeah. where you can actually start to learn to use your eyes together even more. And so Larry Fitzgerald, a wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals, made this pretty famous back in the late 90s, 2000s, 2010s, around that, that time frame. He's pretty old. He's still in the league, I think. But that's how he, his, his uncle, I think, owned an optometry practice with vision, sports vision mm, therapy. Yes. Yeah, I remember that's what that. he attributes yeah. to like his ball hawking skills. Mm -hmm. His ability to go up and high point a ball is because he has that hand-eye coordination that he trained through sports vision therapy. So if people have, you know, say they, they have 20, 50, you know, vision, is there things that they can do to actually get their vision back, uh, better acuity? Yeah, but they're not going to like to hear it. <laughs> of course, right? So it's like the like weight the loss thing, right? It's like, yeah, you're not going to want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're finding is that the more computer work, the more we're on our smartphones mm. and the more we're reading up close the more nearsighted we're becoming. Asia, for example, is an extremely nearsighted society. Mm. They're about 70% nearsighted and they're on the computers more than anybody else in the world. And so the US is catching up mm. because we're shifting more to computer use here. Oh, especially, well. with the, especially with the pandemic. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we're starting to see it more with computer use, smartphone use. And so the whole like, can you correct your nearsightedness naturally? Yes, to an extent. Mm. If you're a minus 10, you're a minus 10. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not going to correct that naturally. But if you're a minus one, which is a lot smaller, which is around that 2050 yeah. vision, then there are things you could do, but it's going to be staying off your phone and computer. And so it's going to be learning to relax your eyes, looking yeah. out at a distance more because our eyes are relaxed when we look at a distance. Another study showed that we can actually decrease the nearsightedness progression by just playing outside. Yeah. So this is more for children. And I didn't become nearsighted until I was in optometry school because <laughs> I started reading more. But the nice thing is I'm only like a minus one. I don't wear my glasses yeah. all the time. I just wear them for fun and to sharpen nighttime vision. So um, if you have a high prescription, you're not going to heal it naturally. But if you have a low prescription, you just got to stay off your smartphone. <laughs> what do you think about, you know, like, like, like yourself, you know, people going into, you know, professional school, doing more reading, 
What do you think about using like reading glasses uh, as like a prophylactic? You can. Um, it's just going to relax your eyes more. Yeah. And it's probably going to drive you nuts because you have the ability to yeah. read when you're younger. Okay. And we start to get into reading glasses when we're in our 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. And that's a natural part because we have a lens inside our eye. It's, it's flexible, it's bendable, and we lose that flexibility over time. So what you're doing is you're just making it so that lens doesn't work as much when you're wearing reading glasses. Mm. Is it helpful? Yeah, you might notice a little decrease in eye strain. We have a lot of, I had a lot of patients that we just prescribe a nice light pair of reading glasses for when they're studying and it took headaches away because it, it does work, but there could be something else underlying that as well. So again, going back to that, you know, you're not fixing the problem. You're just kind of covering it. Um, some people that have issues with reading and close work might actually have a dysfunction with how their eyes work together because we, we bring our eyes, we cross our eyes yeah. when we read. And if you have trouble doing that, then you might need something like vision therapy to overcome that. I had vision therapy when I was in, in optometry school because I had problems with skipping lines while reading, reading comprehension still do, but I'd fall asleep when I read and I did vision therapy because my eyes don't want to come together. It's a lot of work for me to do that. Vision therapy helped me solve that. And this kind of is going to take me down another rabbit hole of children. Yeah. So children are required to get a dental exam before they go to school, but they're not required to get an eye exam when 90% of what we're learning at school is, is <laughs> visual. Exactly. So we diagnose children with ADHD, mm, learning disabilities, yeah. all these other problems when it could be, they just need a pair of glasses yeah. or they just need to learn how to get their eyes to function and work properly together. So if you have children at home, I highly recommend that you go have them see a vision therapist. It's a very specialized optometrist. There's not a lot of them in this world. And so you you may have one in your city that you live and you may have to drive an hour to go see one. But the benefit of seeing a vision therapist is they're going to do a full assessment on how well their eyes work together. And if they find any problems, they can prescribe vision therapy for them. Mm. So that is so key with children nowadays with all the diagnoses that we're, we're throwing out there and it could yeah. just be their eyes. Yeah. I've had a, f- a few cases of ADHD and they were really close to putting them on, on Ritalin. Um, but yeah, like, just like you said, had them go and check their eyes and go see a vision therapist and voila, you know, because I'm like, dude, if, if there's two eyes and, you know, two eyes not sending the same signal and they're getting two different signals to the brain, brain's not going to be able to comprehend that. Um, and are you familiar with um, it's the Benai Brith syndrome? I'm not. It, it, I mean, it's basically just the tracking of the eye where one eye would lag uh, when, when, the, when they would be reading from left to right. And what they found was that because there was a whole, um, in, you know, in, in, in Jewish schools, they read from right to left. And what they found was when they started reading from left to right, then they, they, their eyes tracked differently and they couldn't comprehend. Um, and we see that a lot with eye dominance, with most people being right eye dominant, not being able to track properly with their, with their left eye. And... As one of a, a sports vision therapist that that kind of taught us how to um, how to look for those things and how to how to uh, assess those things, it is phenomenal um, changes that can happen, and I see that a lot in in elderly patients where they think that they're losing their balance just because they're getting old, 
and it has everything to do with their vestibular ocular system, um, their ne their neck posture, and then their eye their eye tracking and, and all that stuff. So a lot of a lot of importance surrounding vision. Um, you know what are what are some of your like let's say top five tips for people to improve improve vision or just overall health? Yeah, so overall eye health, and I'll, I'll stick to the eye problems or okay. eye not yeah. eye problems, but the eye related ones. Yeah, just because I know you do a great job with overall systemic health on this channel, and so the best thing you can do is just lead a healthy lifestyle. You know, eating lots of leafy green vegetables and staying healthy overall. And so that's kind of the the creme de la creme of tips. But I'll go through five other ones. Yeah. So going back to what I just said. Leafy green vegetables are actually extremely healthy for your eye because of the, they have things called lutein, mm. zeaxanthin, astaxanthin in them. You can supplement those as well, but it's better to get them from the source. I always, always recommend organic greens. You have to go with organic greens just because the nutrient levels are a lot higher. Plus you're not getting the pesticides and fertilizers. And so leafy green vegetables are one of the biggest things. I have a green smoothie every single morning for breakfast. And it's delicious. It's not as bad as it sounds. What do, you, what do you put in your smoothie? What do you got in there? So we vary it all the time, but a basic smoothie is going to be spinach, okay, blueberries, avocado, and then a scoop of protein powder usually. Cool. Very basic. Yeah. Simple. And then we just throw a bunch of other stuff on there as well. Simple. <laughs> yeah. Everybody can do that, right? <laughs> yeah. And so my number one tip is replace your breakfast with a green smoothie because almost every breakfast food is inflammatory. So replace it with a green smoothie. That's going to be great for your body and for your health. And tip number two is make sure you're protected from the sun during peak UV hours. Mm. So I love getting sunshine without any sunglasses on before 10 AM. You get a lot of infrared and UV in there, but it's a very low level of UV light. And so it's not going to cause any harm. But if you go out during the day when there's lots of UV light, you're in Hawaii, I'm in Texas, Lots of UV here. Yeah. So during the day, I'm always wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Maui gyms are my sunglass of choice. And I have a hat on just because your eyelids are the thinnest skin of your body. And then you're protecting that with the hat and the sunglasses. So protect yourself from UV. But in the morning, get some of that good UV light before 10 a.m. That's going to help you sleep better at night. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. And, and I talk about that a lot. And, and a lot of people have this misconception of what you just said that, okay, we're not that we're not going to be wearing any eye protection at all. I'm like, no, no, no. We still get it during the morning in time. But dude, when, when that UV is like, the UV index is at 10, 13, <laughs> you're getting hammered, man, you know? So yeah, eye protection is, is, is key, you know? Yeah. And then let's go on to tip number three. Yeah. I'm obsessed with eyelid, eyelid hygiene. We've built our whole online company around eyelid hygiene. We developed a product called Hydrate Lid and Lash Cleanser. It's a hypochlorous acid eyelid cleanser. Sounds crazy because I said the word acid and eyelid, but it, it, it's actually, it's a great, hypochlorous acid is actually made by your immune system to kill bacteria and viruses. And so your immune system, your neutrophils to be more specific, spit this hypochlorous acid out and then they engulf whatever they're trying to destroy. So they, they spit it, destroy the cell, and then they eat it. Mm. That's how your immune system works. So you're helping you enhance your immune system by cleansing your eyelids with hypochlorous acid eyelid cleanser. Super simple to use. I used to have a bottle sitting on my desk, but I have two children. And so they always disappear. Can I, can I, can I interrupt just, you really quickly? 
Go for it. What's your, have you heard anything? Have you seen any studies that, that are saying that, um, you know, the coronavirus can be transmitted through the eyes? Have you seen anything like that? I haven't, I, but I've heard, well, I have, I've heard speculation, but I haven't seen any conclusive studies yet. Yeah, I, I, all the speculation. Yeah, I haven't read anything specific. Yeah, but you know, it's a, it's it's in the air. Like if somebody sneezes that has yeah. it, it's there. And so, yeah, if it gets on you, you're more likely to contract it. So, if it gets in your eye, I'm sure it's because your eye drains to your nose, your nose yeah. drains to your mouth, and so it will probably get in there somehow. And so, I don't know if they have any exact studies on mm. it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything, but spray. so so let's use that spray, huh? This is it. Like yeah. this is this is my salesman hat going on. But in all honesty, it's think of the dental model. Yeah, we brush our teeth to prevent cavities from bacteria and other things in your mouth. You don't have to brush your teeth, but it's better to prevent that from yeah. happening. You should. So <laughs> exactly. So with this, I've washed my face. I just spray it on and I leave it on. Oh, cool. What this is doing is it's preventing bacteria buildup on your eyelids. If bacteria gets built mm. up, it causes more inflammation, which then leads to those oil glands degrading like we talked about before. So eyelid hygiene is key. And that is so much more simple than brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth takes <laughs> yeah. two minutes, mouthwash, floss. This, you just literally spray it on your eyelids, rub it in, leave it on. That's all you have to do. And that's after you wash your face. So um, ours is called Hydrate Lid and Lash Cleanser. There's plenty on the market. If you want to try ours for free, freehydrate.com. You just pay shipping and handling. Cool. There's my salesman hat. I'm going to take that back off. <laughs> so tip number one was green smoothies. Or yeah, green smoothies and eating leafy greens. Tip number two is UV protection. Tip number three is eyelid hygiene. Tip number four is drink water. Mm. It's that simple. Big. Yeah. If you have a lot of dry eye or if you're dehydrated, it shows up in mental fatigue, brain fog, dry eyes, dry everything else, dry mouth, of course, inability to digest as well. But if you just drink water, you're going to feel a lot better. So drinking water just helps every single system folk function a lot better. And it's essentially like oil for our body. You put oil in your car to make it work better, unless you have a Tesla. <laughs> so then you put oil in your, yourself with water. And so what I do when I wake up in the morning, mm. I hyperhydrate. I have a 26 bottle, ounce bottle. I'm actually looking for it right now because I'm really thirsty. But I have a 26 ounce it. bottle and I drink that whole thing right when I wake up in the morning. And I drink that throughout the day. I probably drink about four of those. So I drink about hundred ounces of water. I'm about 170 pounds. So you want to drink about half your body weight in water in ounces of water. So that's going to help your eyes. It's going to help your, your body function better. And it's just going to lead to a better life. And then tip number five is get off your screens at night, get off your computer, get <laughs> off your phone, get off everything. And what I recommend is I'm going to switch glasses here for the viewers is a pair of blue blockers. So these are 95% blue light blocking. That's why they have that ugly orange tint. But if you have some that aren't that ugly orange tint, they're more like 35%, which is better than nothing. So blue yeah. light is great. Blue light is needed. Blue light is blue light when you look outside. So when the sun comes up, blue light comes into the world and it wakes us up. It reduces melatonin production, increases serotonin production, we talked about it earlier, going out and getting some sun before that 10 a.m. That's going to give you more serotonin production, 
which is going to make you happier. But then at nighttime, what the body does is it converts that serotonin into melatonin and it helps you sleep at night. The problem with the melatonin production at nighttime is we're looking at blue light mm, screens, yes. our phone, our computer. And so that blue light exposure is, is it's decreasing our melatonin production, which prevents our deep restful sleep. And so if you put on blue light lockers and you turn off all your screens, at least an hour before you go to bed, you'll get into a lot deeper state of sleep a lot faster and you'll be more rested when you wake up and don't put your phone by your bed. Ours goes into airplane mode yes. and it's in our bathroom yes. with an alarm set. So we don't see our phones yeah. until the alarm goes off in the next morning. And I don't care if a notification comes in because my phone's on airplane mode. You don't need to be, some people do, but you don't need yeah. to check every notification during when you're sleeping. Focus that time on sleep. And that it's plain and simple. Get off your phone an hour before bed, TV, turn it off. Take the TV out of your bedroom, even better yet. Bedrooms are for sleep and sex only. That's mm -hmm. my rule. And just really focus that last hour on just winding down your body. Read a paper book, stretch, do something like that, decrease stress, write in a gratitude journal, write things that you're grateful for that day, pray, meditate, do something like that for the last hour of your day. And you will sleep better than you've ever slept before. And again, turn off your phone. Nobody cares if you don't respond back to them at three in the morning, just turn it into <laughs> airplane mode and put yeah. it across the room and get it out of your bedroom. Awesome. Awesome tips. Now you, you have a very, very well-established YouTube channel. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that and, and how people and where and people can find you with that. Yeah, it's called the dry eye show. Sounds exhilarating. I know, but um, <laughs> it is actually pretty fun. So similar yeah. to your channel, we don't just talk about dry eye. Yeah. We do a lot. We talk about overall health. And I interview a lot of experts in the optometry field or just in, in every field, actually. And we just kind of talk overall health on that channel. Mm. It's on YouTube. It's on any podcast channel that you listen to as well called The Dry Eye Show. And I, I interview experts or my wife and I will just do a live video on there every once in a while. Then we do Q&A on there as well. And the main reason that started was our Facebook group. It's smaller, but it's more active. And so we have about 14,000 people in our dry eye syndrome support community. And that's the reason we started this whole thing. So back in 2016, we started that group, dry eye syndrome support community, and we didn't have any products to sell. It was just kind of, let's just serve people with dry eye. Mm. My wife and I actually wanted to go into pediatrics. That was our goal with practice. We moved to South Carolina, started two practices and got through us geriatrics instead. And so we got familiar with dry eye and glaucoma yeah. and macular degeneration and the dry eye. We, we just saw this opportunity for dry eye mm. and just a little backstory about how we got into where we are now is when we moved to South Carolina, we tried to get pregnant and it wasn't working. Mm. So we tried everything in Western medicine to try to get pregnant and nothing was working. So we kind of were at a last resort. We gave up and we did everything but IVF. We tried for about three years. And then we decided to switch gears, go to Eastern medicine. And in three months, we got pregnant with Eastern medicine after mm. three years of trying on Western medicine. So it caused the shift in us. Mm. It was like, why can't we do this with dry eye? Like what's preventing us yeah. from doing this with dry eye? Yeah. And so we started teaching people online just how to live more naturally. We have a book called Rethinking Dry Eye Treatment. And it's all about changing your lifestyle to treat your dry eye. And so... Mm similar to those tips we just talked about. So green smoothies, better hydration, better sleep, less stress, 
you know, eating better. And we started applying this and we've had thousands of people go through our bootcamp challenge and it's free and the results have been amazing. And so our infertility battle turned into this dry eye channel and we wanted to teach as many people as we could. So it started out with just as this little side project on Facebook to help more people on Facebook. A year later, we started coming out with products as a result mm -hmm. of, hey, I'm using this, but I'd rather support something that you guys came out with. That was how our spray was born. Somebody, I, we were prescribing a, a prescription product called Avanova. Avanova increased their price from $30 to $300 per month. Holy moly. Somebody came to me and said, I can't afford this anymore. Could you come out with a product <laughs> just like this? Found a manufacturer to do it for us. And they, they produced it and we were, we were rolling in about four months after that patient came to me. Wow. That was our first product. That's how we started this online journey. And then we've just come out with products since then. We have a face wash, we have eyelid wipes, we have masks, everything around eyelid hygiene and just kind of more natural organic products on your face. Similar to our food, we want to keep that organic and pure and whole and natural. Mm. We want to do that with our products that we put on our face as well. Very cool. Very cool. What, um, what's one, what's one of the weirdest questions you guys have ever gotten on, on your YouTube channel, like from your Q and A's or anything, uh, even just posts. Oh, the weirdest yeah, question. The, we get a lot of interesting questions. Um, man, that is a, that is a throw me off question because, um, <laughs> It's amazing, like, I, I don't know if I could spe specify one, but it, it's amazing the people that tune in regularly, mm. how far down the rabbit hole they'll go with this. I'll, and uh, Yeah, I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, and just how, like, the funny thing about, like, I'm the doctor and mm. my wife's the doctor and they're, like, the consumer. We actually learn more from them yeah. than Same they here. do probably Same from here. us. <laughs> Same here. Because they're, like, constantly bringing us these odd questions yeah. that we're just like, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. And so like, we're live in a Q and A session, Googling something like, okay. And what we even tell them that we're like, we, we don't have no idea about this. So like, we're going to look it up, maybe get back to you at a later session, Yeah. but I'm going to try to figure this out right away. Because usually, you know, with our educated background, we can usually figure something out, but the things that they bring to us are amazing. Like we had one patient that went through our protocol, but she didn't heal that much from it. Mm. And so then we kind of referred her to functional medicine and then she found out she had a mold toxicity. So she Huge. actually ended up moving. Yeah. And after she moved, got rid of the mold toxicity, which is very hard to do. Yeah. Then she pretty much healed herself. And so there's so many different avenues you can go down with this dry eye journey. Mm. But some of the questions we get, I can't specify one just because there's so many interesting ones, but we always have these, these followers that come to us all the time with just different weird things that they found online somewhere. I'm just like, I don't even, I've never even heard of this. And so I can't specify one, but there's always something that throws us off every Q and A. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I do a, a Q and A on Instagram every single week and I get some of the craziest questions. Some of them I can't even answer, not just because I don't know, it's just because I'm like, this This may be an, one, it's an inappropriate question to answer on a public platform and two, the answers will be just as inappropriate. Um, but I always, I, I always ask people, you know, other docs that are doing live Q and A's, especially like, what well, you know, you guys got to get some interesting questions, you know? Um, I, I have thought of one. Yeah. 
this is actually live. So this is like a, I was in person seeing a patient and at the end of every exam, I'd always say like, is there anything else I can help you with today? Mm. And one Uh-oh. person said, yeah, do you know how to get mold and mildew out of my carpet in my basement? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> well, you asked though. <laughs> you did yeah, that. exactly. I did. I did. I opened up the door. Yo, oh man. Any last words you want to leave us with? No, I, I, you know, I love what you're doing with your channel and just take note to what he, what you're talking about, what Dr. Yeah. Mike's talking about with holistic health and just really healing your body. Because when you heal your body, you'd be surprised by when you start to eat healthier, like it may seem like a chore. It may seem hard to do. It may seem like you don't have support, but when you get everybody on board, it's amazing how you feel and you'll never want to go back to what you were eating before. Your body is so inflamed if you eat like crap right now that when you switch it, it's amazing how good you feel and just really be really just have the bravery to take that step forward and stop fighting this disease, fighting whatever disease you're fighting and really move forward with your life. Because when you do that, you're going to feel so much better. And I feel better now at the age of 36 than I did when I was 22, just because of how I eat, how I exercise and how I take care of my body. I still have fun. I still get a lot of flack from people that aren't as healthy as me, but I'm okay with that because eventually they'll be here too. And they'll want to do this as well. So I I hear the first month, you know, with our program is very challenging. It's very challenging from our, our viewers, but once they're in it and after 30 days, they're like, wow, I'm addicted to broccoli now instead Mm. of chips. I'm addicted to drinking more water. I'm addicted to green smoothies Mm. instead of that bagel I used to have every morning. And how good you feel after you do it is amazing. So where can people uh, connect with you? Yeah, so if you do have any forms of dry eye or any problems with your eyelids, please go to freehydrate.com. Get a a one-month supply of our bottle for free. Just pay shipping. And if you don't like it, I'll even refund you the shipping. That's how we, we trust our product. That's how much we love our product. But like you said, Dry Eye Show on YouTube, follow us there. Dry Eye Syndrome Support Community is where you can actually contact me and my wife directly. We're in there every day interacting. All you got to do is tag us. And so Facebook, Dry Eye Syndrome Support Community. And then our website is ilovethesun.com. We actually used to be a sunglass company. That's the, hence the ilovethesun.com. And now we are more of a a dry eye focused company. So head there, but freehydrate.com is the best way to get on our email list to try our product for free. We're also on Amazon as well. So that's, that's about it. Very cool. Thank you so much for being on the show today, man. Yeah. Dr. Mike, thanks for having me on. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast, leave us a five-star review. Connect with me on Instagram at tripleplaydoc. Stay tuned for more episodes. Tell your friends, tell your family tell the entire world. Till the next episode, be well and aloha.